The Snow Queen. Once upon a time, two poor children lived in an old, old city. They were not brother and sister, but they loved each other as if they were. The boy was called Kay, and the girl's name was Gerda. They lived in two attic rooms opposite each other. In summer, they would climb over the rooftops to play together. There were roses growing in the window boxes, and the two children would spend long days singing and playing together. One winter day, when the windows were frozen over, the children were playing in the snow outside. Ow! cried Kay. Something pricked my heart, and at the same time something flew into my eye. But when Gerda looked, she couldn't see anything. I think it's gone now, said Kay, but it hadn't quite gone. A splinter of mirror had just flown into his heart. Why are you crying? he asked Gerda roughly. It makes you look so ugly. And then he ran away. As Kay ran down the street, a big white sleigh came driving along. There was someone wrapped in white furs in this sleigh and fantastic white horses drew it. Kay tied his own little sleigh onto this big one and rode along also. Soon both sleighs were going out of the city gates. The snow was falling fast and Kay wanted to untie his sleigh, but now he couldn't. On the sleighs went fast as the wind and the snowflakes grew larger and larger. Then the white sleigh stopped and the driver rose. She was covered with snow and now Kay recognised her. She was the Snow Queen. You were freezing, said the Snow Queen, and she wrapped Kay in her fur coat and lifted him high into the sleigh with her. Then she kissed him on the forehead. That kiss was colder than ice and went straight to his little heart. For a moment, Kay thought he was dying, but then he suddenly felt better. He forgot all about Gerda and his parents, and he no longer felt the cold. Soon they were flying through the air, high among the clouds, over woods and lakes, over land and sea, while the cold wind blew and the wolves howled below them. When Kay did not come home that evening or the next, Gerda was in despair. She searched and searched the whole city, but nobody had seen Kay. Gerda wept bitterly. It was a long, sad winter for her. But when the spring came, Gerda put on her new red shoes to go to the river and look for Kay once again. Did you take my friend away? She asked the river. I will give you my new red shoes, my greatest treasure, if you will just give him back to me, she said. She got into a boat lying by the bank and threw her shoes into the water, but the river did not reply. However, the boat was not tied up and it moved slowly away from the bank. Seeing this, Gerda decided to jump out, but all too soon it was too late. The boat drifted away on the current, going faster and faster. Gerda was frightened, and she began to cry. Perhaps the river is taking me to Kay, she thought after a while, and she stopped crying. The boat drifted to the bank where Gerda saw a thatched house standing in a cherry orchard. She called out, and an old lady came out of the house. The old lady drew the boat to the bank with a shepherd's crook and smiled at Gerda. Poor child, why are you drifting down that great river? asked the old woman. She helped Gerda out of the boat and Gerda told her her sad story. The old woman said Kay had not passed that way, but he might do someday. 
She took Gerda's hand, led her into the little house and gave her delicious cherries to eat. As Gerda ate the cherries, the old woman combed her hair with a golden comb and gradually the little girl forgot her lost playmate. This old woman was an enchantress, but not a wicked one. She only worked a little magic for her own pleasure. She wanted to keep little Gerda with her because she was lonely So she hurried out into the garden and touched the beautiful roses with her magic crook and they all sank into the earth. She did not want them to remind Gerda of her home with the roses growing in the window boxes because that would remind her of Kay and then she might go away. The old woman took Gerda into her flower garden. How beautiful and how fragrant it was with every flower you could think of blooming there. Gerda played in the flower garden for days. She knew every flower in it. Even though there were so many, she thought one flower was missing, though she could not remember which. Then, one day, she saw a rose on the old woman's sun hat, a rose the enchantress had forgotten. Gerda ran out into the garden. Kay! Kay! I was going to look for Kay! She cried, and then she began to weep. As her tears fell on the ground, the roses grew once again. Roses, do you know where Kay is? Do you think he's still alive? Gerda asked them. We have been down underground, but your Kay was not there, said the roses. He is alive, he is not dead. How happy Gerda was. She ran straight out of the old enchantress flower garden and into the wide world to look for Kay once again. As Gerda left the kind old enchantress's garden, she left summer behind her too. In the forest, the leaves and the trees were golden brown. Oh, I have wasted so much time, sighed Gerda. She ran on and on until her feet were tired and sore and she had to rest. Suddenly, a crow came hopping up to her. called the crow, flying on a little way ahead. Thinking the bird would lead her to Kay, Gerda followed it. They came to an avenue where the leaves were falling one after another. A castle stood at the end of it. Caw, caw, called the crow again, and it disappeared into the castle. As Gerda followed, her heart beat quickly. They went through many magnificent rooms, until they reached a bedchamber with two little golden beds in it. A prince lay in one, and a princess in the other. But there was no little Kay. Gerda was sad, but the princess was very kind and asked Gerda to tell her story. We will help you as much as we can, the prince and the princess told her, and they dressed Gerda in silk and velvet and gave her warm fur boots and a muff for her hands. Outside the castle gates stood a coach of pure gold, driven by a fine coachman. The princess helped Gerda into the coach and wished her luck, and off she went again in search of Kay. Gerda rode through a dark, dark forest where the golden coat shone like torchlight. Some thieves saw it and hurried up to it. Gold, they cried, pure gold! And they seized the horse's reins, took the coachman prisoner and pulled little Gerda out of the coach. Suddenly, another little girl appeared. I want to play with that girl, she said. I want her to give me her muff and her clothes and I want to ride in her golden coach. And this little girl pushed Gerda into the coach, tore her muff out of her hands and told her to take her boots off. 
Then they drove on further into the forest. Are you a princess? asked this little robbing girl. No, said Gerda, and she told the little girl her story and how much she loved Kay. The coach stopped in the yard of the thieves' castle, which was half in ruins with ravens and crows flying out of holes in the walls. You can sleep in my bed with me tonight, said this little robbing girl, and soon the two were tucked up in bed together. But Gerda could not sleep. Then the doves began to coo. Coo, coo, we have seen the little Kay. He was in the Snow Queen's sleigh, riding above the treetops. Coo, ask the reindeer. He knows the Snow Queen's realm. Yes, my home is far in the north, sighed the reindeer, where we can run free in the great valleys. Even further north, the Snow Queen pitches her summer tent. You have seen Kay? He's with the Snow Queen? Well, then he's still alive. Okay, I will go north and I will look for you, said Gerda. And she went to sleep at last with new hope in her heart. Early the next day, Gerda told the little thieving girl what the doves had said. And she decided to let Gerda go and take the reindeer with her. And here are your fur boots, said the little thieving girl. Because it will be cold and I suppose you'll need them. But I'm keeping this muff. It's far too pretty for me to give away. However, I don't want you to freeze, so here are my mother's mittens and two loaves and some apples so you won't go hungry. Then the little girl undid the reindeer's chain and led him out of the castle. She put Gerda on the animal's back, saying, Off you go and take good care of this little girl. Then the reindeer galloped away into the forest with Gerda as fast as he could. Gerda waved her hand in its big mitten and heard the little girl calling goodbye. Then they raced over the stumps and stones, over swamps and plains, and through the great forest as far as the reindeer could go. The reindeer ran on with Gerda day and night. She ate her loaves and she ate her apples. At last they came to Finland. The reindeer took Gerda to an old Finnish lady who knew all the secrets of the far north. They went into her cottage, which was so hot that Gerda had to take off her fur boots and her thick gloves. The old lady put a piece of ice on the reindeer's head and he soon cooled off. Then he began to tell her Gerda's story. I know how wise you are, said the reindeer. Can't you give this little girl a potion that will make her strong enough to overcome the Snow Queen? The old lady took the reindeer into a corner and whispered to him. Kay is very happy with the Snow Queen. He is under her spell and he has forgotten his parents and little Gerda. But couldn't you let Gerda have something to give her power against the Snow Queen's magic? Asked the reindeer. I can give her no more power than she already has, said the lady. Don't you see how powerful she is? Even the wild thieving girl granted her wishes. Her power lies in her loving heart. But listen, the Snow Queen's realm begins two miles from here. Take this little girl to the big bush with the red berries and then hurry back before it gets too cold for you. After saying this, the old lady put Gerda on the reindeer's back and off he ran again as fast as he could go. Oh no, I've left my boots behind and my mittens too, cried Gerda as the cold stabbed her like a knife. But the reindeer dared not turn back. On and on he ran. When they reached the bush with the red berries... Gerda got down. The reindeer kissed her and big shiny tears ran down his cheeks. Then he ran back to the old lady as fast as he could go. 
for he feared very much the Snow Queen's icy realm. There stood poor Gerda, barefoot, in the middle of that terrible ice-cold country. It was so cold she could see her own breath. In her despair, little Gerda prayed and begged for the strength to be able to continue. She took a deep, deep breath and soon she felt a little less cold. She went boldly on straight into the snowstorm for she knew the Snow Queen's palace must lie where the snow fell most thickly. It was cold and gleaming in the Snow Queen's magnificent palace. The driven snow had made the palace walls. The biting winds had made its doors and windows. The palace halls lay cold and empty in the northern light. Kay was all alone in one of them, playing with hard shiny pieces of ice. Then Gerda came into the palace, saw Kay and flung her arms around his neck. Kay, dear, dear Kay, she cried, holding him tight. I have found you at last. But Kay sat there, cold and still, as if he were frozen. At that Gerda wept hot tears. But Kay just sat there, cold and still, as if he were frozen. At that Gerda wept hot, sad tears. They fell on Kay's breast and flowed into his heart. They melted the lump of ice there and dissolved the splinter of glass. Kay looked at Gerda and she began to sing a song they knew from childhood. Then Kay burst into tears and he wept so much that the tiny piece of glass from the mirror floated out of his eye at last. He recognised Gerda. Gerda, my dear Gerda, where have you been for so long? He cried. And where have I been too? And he looked around him. What a big empty place this is and oh it's ever so cold. I'm freezing. Then he clung to Gerda and they laughed and wept for joy. Gerda kissed Kay's cheeks and the colour came back to them. She kissed his eyes and they were wet like hers. She kissed his hands and feet and he felt warm again. They held hands and left the castle, talking about the roses at home and wherever they passed the icy winds would die down and the sun would come out. When they came to the bush with the red berries, the reindeer was waiting for them with a sleigh and some warm clothes that the kind old lady had given him. He took them both to the borders of that cold, cold land. Here the first green was springing, and here they parted. Goodbye, called the reindeer. The first little birds were beginning to sing, and the buds in the wood were green. Spring had finally come once again. Hand in hand, Gerda and Kay began their journey back. On their way, they met the little thieving girl. A fine sort of fellow you are, wandering around like that, she said to Kay. I wonder if it was worth going to the ends of the earth just for you. Tell me what happened, Gerda, and how you finally found Kay. So Gerda and Kay told their story, and the little girl smiled and took their hands and promised that if she ever came to their city, she would visit them. Then they rode away into the forest. Next, Gerda came to the castle where the prince and princess lived, and they were magnificently entertained there. Wherever they went, spring broke out. Finally, in the distance, they heard the church bells ringing and saw the tall towers of the city where they lived. They came into the city and then to their home. They climbed the stairs and went in and found everything just as it used to be. But as they walked in through the doorway, they realised they were not children anymore. Now they were all grown up. There were roses at the open window. Kay and Gerda held hands. 
they had forgotten the cold magnificence of the Snow Queen's realm as if it were all just a bad dream. They looked into each other's eyes and were never so happy to be together. They stood happily, grown up yet still children at heart. And it was summer, warm, glorious summer. And they were home at last. The End